Hi, I'm Marie Jenkins and this is my podcast, The Secret Diary of Marie Jenkins 47+. This week is our housing week and in today's episode we have an interview with the wonderful Matthew Bard from Baxter and Williams talking all things housing. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's my bed. Um, it's I'm, I'm all good, thank you. It's uh, enjoying the warm weather. It seems to be the way things are going these days. Certainly, it's slightly wetter July and August than later in the year, so it's uh, it's all good. Not a problem. By all means, yeah. So my name's Matthew Baird. Um, most people call me Matt. I'm a managing consultant for Baxter Williams. Um, my role is is twofold, really. Uh, the majority of my role focuses on the social housing space. So I've been involved in that now for about eight and a half years, um, supporting a huge range of clients right across England um, with a range of roles from kind of customer service and housing assistant through to heads of and directors of. Um, and the other part of my role looks after the temporary offering for Baxter Williams. So uh, we've got a number of clients we work with um, predominantly in the three counties, but again, further afield. Um, the world is a lot smaller now, which is, which is obviously brilliant from, from a recruitment space. Um, and my role is to look after our temporary offering, um, along with my colleague Sam, to make sure that compliance is met, that uh, candidates are supported in the right way and that clients receive the service they require. Yeah, so we're managed by Nick Baxter, um, ex-Worcester Warriors himself. Um, but yeah, we're based in St. John's, just outside of Worcester, um, and have got a lot of support and uh, sorry, we support an awful lot of businesses in and around the local area, both from a recruitment perspective and in a wider function. We're big, uh, big delivery on kind of the corporate social responsibility side, and we're always looking for ways to give back in the local community. So. It was why when the chance to join and, and uh, come and support the business, it was a, it was an easy decision. <laughs> yeah, if you have a look on the website, um, which has been recently launched, there's a bit of a you know there's a bit of about us uh, on there, and um, yeah, Nick's uh, he was one of the first person to score 150 league tries. Um, but yeah, certainly he's, uh, yeah, he still loves it. And, um, yeah, we've got, a we're regular attenders at the Warriors. We're one of their league recruitment suppliers for them as a business as well. So yeah, big, uh, big rugby family here as well as the, is obviously the, the wider recruitment world. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, to those who haven't met him, he's a very much a large and life character, but who massively values uh everything about the industry and what it what it means and fell in love with it uh, about 10 years ago and, and hasn't looked back so um it was great to be to be able to join the team here 
<laughs> yeah. Absolutely that. So I was with uh, my old business um, and I think you and I got in touch through LinkedIn. I'd done, been I'd been there kind of two years in the trot and I think the previous year we'd started to connect over LinkedIn um, just because I was blogging about the experiences we were having, about the feedback that's going on and where I, I envisaged maybe housing was was going next from, from what I was listening to. And then obviously you and I got in contact and and yeah, I mean, the, the conference back then, it's it's obviously mad in the current world because it was all about development. It was all about building. It was about how uh, how to make um, housing as a sector more commercial, but without taking away from that social responsibility, which is still an ongoing task, obviously. Um, never more so than now, because development was one of the areas that obviously was put on hold, um, and and understandably so. But equally, that responsibility to customers, tenants, you know, different businesses call them different things, but you know, that responsibility to customers in, in the way that they look after their look after their tenants and look after the uh, you know the people that they're tasked with supporting. It's never been more imperative and yet it's never been more difficult. So it's uh, it's an interesting time to be involved in the in the in the industry certainly. Yeah, so, so as I say, I mean, I, it's a strange one. Whenever you speak to anyone who works within housing, you always say they fell into it. And it seems to be a, a general a general theme across, they fell into it and never left. And although I've been on the recruitment side, my journey's been very similar. Um, I like to say I joined a business eight years ago, 18 bit years ago now. Um, and they believed that I was suited to their, to their housing desk. So I was looking after housing, support, um, support being both in the third sector kind of charity sector and in the housing world um, construction and development um, worked across a number of sites when I was first joined the business I was looking after Birmingham and then that spread out to Staffordshire, Derbyshire, uh, Leicestershire, Nottinghamshire, Warwickshire um, and wherever else the team needed me to be really um, and through the time that I was there I just fell in love with it as a sector um, to the point where then any new people joining the business um, I was based at the Birmingham office, so any new people joined the Birmingham office, I was tasked with training them about what housing was about, both in terms of how it laid out as a sector um, and how businesses were laid out and what you expected to see within a, within a housing association and a local authority and indeed a, a constructional development firm. And then that developed into going to different offices and kind of leading on, I don't know, people who've been maybe working in the space for about a year, year and a half understanding more in depth in terms of in terms of what the social housing space um meant and the kind of people who worked well within it and the the key questions and the key um attributes you're looking for for people who are maybe if they've not worked in the sector before if they are those visions and values um don't really matter because whenever you're speaking to the social housing sector and whenever you're speaking to anyone within it the ringing truth has always been yes skill set is important yes attitude is is important it's more about that, uh, about who they are as people and about, about what you're willing to give because um, there will be days that are always very, very difficult with, with the tenants and the customers that you're supporting. Um, again, never more so than now. I've heard some truly harrowing stories over the last few months, unfortunately. Um, but the important thing is, is about making sure that those who you're speaking with and supporting are, um, are, are the, 
the people that you're putting into the sector and introducing to the sector are the right kind of people for it. So I was working, as I say, in that space for a number of years. Um, was fortunate enough to do so, dealt with everything from, like I say, support workers in the mental health field right through to CDM coordinators and supported housing directors and other things, which was, which was brilliant. Um, moved firms and uh, carried on uh, working with some of the social housing space, uh, more so in the, in the Birmingham and Solihull regions. Um, and I say, and I've now moved down here to head up, lead and develop the services which the business here are already doing. They're working with some brilliant companies uh, and now trying to expand on that and see who else we can support. It does. Yeah, it's, it's been a strange one because businesses, housing never has the opportunity to sit still, even if it wants to, even if it wants to develop a malaria, legislation changes all the time. Um, and that's been something which I've been massively involved in, in terms of the training, both for myself and, and other people over the years, um, in terms of how that is, how that has developed, because trying to keep on top of it from outside is actually very difficult. It's difficult enough when you're inside the sector, never mind when you're outside. Um, but equally, some of the things that have changed on the outside, such as when IR35 came in, which was obviously the legislation around the tax um, for contractors working within the space and for um, you know, for private sector, so for people who are using their own limited companies, all the support and guidance that came in around there, which wasn't something you expected, you know, people who work within space to fully uh, necessarily grasp because they're not dealing with it 24-7. It was a massive part of the world that I deal with in the recruitment world. And, and so it flips, you know, I can help and advise there, but when something comes in, which is changing the Homeless Act or a change with construction or a change with, uh, I don't know, anything that's come through, you know, when, when I joined, the Welfare Reform Act was just coming in and everything to do with the bedroom tax and, and then universal credit. And universal credit just hasn't stopped being a nightmare for the last eight years. And I can't imagine it's going to get any easier, unfortunately. <laughs> No, and unfortunately not. And actually, it's been through conversations like that. And from it, it, it was a funny one. I was speaking to a client just yesterday, and what was fantastic was it. It was very apparent early on that um, I was just speaking to someone about housing. It wasn't about recruitment. It wasn't about how we might be able to help in the sector. About what might be changing. About anything really. It was more to do with housing and how how we're supporting tenants and how customers are being looked after but also the challenges that are coming with that at the minute um and really focusing on that and focusing on the development of it and uh yes okay in the end it came around to you know look how can i support you from a recruitment front if and when i can but the majority of it was more to do with actually this is what other businesses are doing this is how other businesses are looking at stuff is that something you're following are you staying away from that and a lot of it was to do with this working from home or working back in the office so evidently it's a key topic at the moment and a real interesting one in the space
So it's a strange one actually, because I was discussing this with a client yesterday and actually one of the key things has been um, the nature and the forward thinking of the businesses that we're working with. So I was working with one, also speaking with one yesterday, that actually locked down early. They locked down a week and just over a week before government made it mandatory because they've seen what was happening in February and immediately put into place a worst case scenario so that when things did lock down and did uh, close early, they were able to turn that around. Um, and then equally, when they opened back up, you know, they, they were able to get back into the office from June, July time. So that's been really, really interesting because that's been a massive benefit to the mental health as well as the uh, um, performance levels of the staff that they're working with. For me, a lot of the businesses we're working with had talked for a long time about working from home, about working flexibly, and they've been talking about this for a while, but it was a two to three year plan. Suddenly the, uh, the sector was obviously thrown, as the world was, into, into a bit of disarray. And so it's been about that communication. And I don't just mean between staff and uh, their managers or staff and their employees. It's been uh, communication with tenants, it's been communication with subcontractors, with businesses and other stakeholders that they're working with. Um, and yes, with their staff, because there are some people who are very suited to working from home, others who've really struggled, others who've said they're fine because they can do down a camera for half an hour. And then actually when, again, with people I was speaking to, they were living at home and they had, uh, they'd moved back home, they'd moved back in with their parents, they had three siblings, it was the only option and they were working from a sofa. They were working brilliantly, their, their productivity was very good, but in terms of actual um, being able to just focus on what you were doing, it was, it was almost impossible for them. So the fact that we were able to get the, bit, the office back open and offer them an option, it isn't, like I say, for some people working from home is brilliant. Um, but that initial engagement that we found where people, everyone was doing quizzes, everyone was doing stuff online together, actually by the time July came around, people were bored of that. And it was the same in terms of their engagement with, with people because we figured this was gonna be what, a three, four week thing, not a seven, eight month thing. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I mean, for me, in terms of how I've been able to help, it's been all about, uh, again, it's been about communication. So I've been running roundtables, which I'll explain in just a second, but getting basically some key people from different businesses together throughout the last few months and getting people to share those ideas. So we've had it, I've run roundtables from, again, you know, getting people in back into the office, but also tenancy engagement, tenancy sustainment, how on earth we're going to get the rent in, preparing for, well, it was preparing for the, uh, for the lockdown and, and if, what if it went on longer, but it was also preparing for the economic crash and what that meant because the demand on people was going to go up simply because if there's more people who, uh, who are uh, out of employment, they're going to be more reliant on housing associations for support. And then we had an amazing one, which was to do with overcoming issues in the supply chain. So how were businesses who were so reliant on supply chain, supply on contractors, suddenly unable to get the work because the supply chain had issues down it and one business we worked with had reached out to local they were a local company who focused on uh, local sustainment so instead they were using checker trade style events to kind of say right who is local um, who can support who can be trusted and would you do work for us and we'll employ you and again it just it created that whole community feel so well um, you know general well-being has been really important both for staff and for tenants um, but for me, the biggest way I've been able to, do, to help is to introduce people to other companies that are doing things in different ways, 
and then when needed, supporting them with the recruitment process because we've been able to get in some people in on short notice who can either work from home or work from an office that can really add value. Um, be them project coordinators and project managers or even if it's just administrative support for a few weeks so that they can clear a backlog that they weren't necessarily expecting. Um, and the big one at the moment seems to be repairs and gas servicing. There's some businesses have been brilliant with it. A lot are finding that actually they are having a backlog. And so we've been able to help uh, a lot in that space. So that's been really, really good. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, it's an interesting space at the moment because businesses have to be able to, businesses have been running very, very well. And a lot of businesses didn't really make that many people furloughed within the social housing space. There were some, you know, usually you'll get a small percentage, um, but the majority worked throughout. And so evidently there's a bit of burnout and there's a lot of people who are tired and there's a lot of people who have worked incredibly hard. And yet, trying to get recognition to people and things like that is very, very difficult. Um, but in the recruitment space, what we're finding is that there is more demand now for either fixed term or temporary contracts. And the reason being is obvious. If there is another spike, if there is another, you know, I, I know we're going through another lockdown at the moment, but I think people are ready and, and are catered for and, and know, how to, uh, know how to work from home now. But what they don't want to do is take on permanent staff or take on too many staff if there's a risk there that you know should things really go awry again that actually the, the business is then in trouble so whether it's social housing space or outside of it we're finding a lot more demand for fixed time contracts and for for temporary workers so i'm coaching a lot of candidates about what that means about what that looks like and clients who haven't maybe used temporary members of staff before um just have to have that management piece works and also how best to get them you know how, how to get the most out of temporary staff without needing to because there was a there was an old stigma i think of oh they're just a temp and that has gone now it really really has particularly in the social housing world um there is a massive drive from public sector businesses and social housing in particular that if you come in you're valued and i've had some amazing stories over the years where someone's come in even just for a few weeks and they've received a leaving gift and it might just be a card and a, I don't know, some flowers or a box of chocolates or something, but it really makes a difference and increases value. And housing is very, very good at showing the, particularly um, the businesses which are very good at kind of that community feel, um, are very, very good at, at delivering that again onto their staff, even if they are only there on a temporary contract. Um, but, you know, the one thing I say to everybody with it who's, who's open to temporary work and who I've, I've managed to secure work for is, that this is your opportunity to show what you can do because the housing world has always been described uh, as incestuous 
Um, everybody seemed to know everybody within about two degrees. I was speaking to a client yesterday I'd never spoken with, and actually it turned out we knew three people in common and, and knew them well. Um, and that is, that is housing through and through. Um, and so if you go in and deliver a good, you know, if you are on a short-term contract or you can just show what you can do, the opportunities do open quickly. Um, but again, it kind of going full circle, it does go back to that stage of once you start working in it, a lot of people want to carry on working in it. They really, really enjoy the sector. Absolutely. They really, really are. It's um, it's amazing what it's what it does when people come in on a short-term project. Um, I've got an amazing candidate I'm working with at the moment who is very passionate about that customer engagement and digital inclusion piece. Um, and we're trying to line up a project for her at the moment to go and then do that with the company because although it'll only be a few months, all it will take is policies, practice, and a new, like you say, a new fresh pair of eyes to go. Actually, if you looked at doing this, and this is what's going on in the wider space, to be able to turn around and say, you know what actually this would be brilliant um and she's she's absolutely fantastic so uh yeah we're the the opportunities when they open up for for new members of staff or for a project to come in sometimes it's not even knowing what you need until suddenly you get approached by going to someone who can go i could deliver this for you it's those conversations that are really really valuable at the moment Um, is there more trends? There are there are things that are coming up more and more. A lot of them are to do with, and a lot of it is all focused around the customer. Now I know that's obvious because it's a social housing space, but um, I've recruited within money advice. So money advice is an area that is beginning to spike simply because um, it's one of those areas where it isn't about necessarily collecting the rent. It's about making sure people are ready and 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 know everything available to them so that uh, it prevents arrears and things along those lines. We're seeing a spike in tenancy liaison. So that's, um, I mean, in the private sector world, it's kind of more customer care coordinators. So those are people who are liaising with tenants around issues with their repairs um, or with issues, you know, around snagging lists or problems with the house or the new build, whatever it might be. That is huge at the minute. Um, I'm also seeing, like I say, that digital inclusion piece. So anyone who can go in and kind of say, look, have you looked at other ways to engage with customers? Have you looked at other ways to engage with your tenants? Because that's, that's the area where it seems to be spiking the most. Um, any which way in which you can say to a person, actually, look, we need you to come in and just have a look at, uh, is there another way we can be uh, dealing with this? Because what has happened, and a lot of the businesses I've spoken with have said the same, is from about March through to August, Everything was pretty good, actually. Um, engagement was good. Some of it started to drop off, but it wasn't too bad. Come August and kind of the last month or so, um, complaints have really gone up. And the reason being is that people are just frustrated and fed up with the world. So it isn't necessarily that actually have a massive complaint about, you know, the little niggles are suddenly just piling up. Um, and it's those that begin to spike. So people who are good with complaints. So we've had additional support for call centers. 
So I've recruited a fair few call center people into businesses. Um, because again, it's just making sure that when customers call in, they feel looked after, they feel supported, and they know someone's there to support them. Because a lot of the higher tiers and a lot of the businesses are there, the, the plans are in place to support them. It's just knowing who to support and how to support them best. So those have been the areas that have, uh, that have lifted off recently. Um, and I think that's uh, an important part for anyone working in housing and working in the space at the moment or looking to get into it, is that customer first attitude, um, which isn't always easy. And there's unfortunately some awful things going on, um, particularly around the ASB and the domestic violence stay, um, parts of the parts of the world. They are it's been documented. Oh, absolutely, and and some really and some amazing businesses as well. You know, some businesses that are really thinking innovatively about how to how to move forward and traditionally housing and we're talking a number of years ago, wasn't necessarily seen as a commercial business. It now is, but it's a customer first commercial business. Um, and it's, it's a space like no other, um, but one that I've continually gravitated back to and I'm now really, really glad to be leading on, to be honest with you. <laughs> Cheers. It's, it's, I guess that's twofold for me. Um, for me, it, it falls both within housing and within general recruitment because I've spoke, always focused in kind of temporary recruitment. It's about getting people that foot in the door. Um, there's been a lot of people who have been brilliant, brilliant uh, candidates in the, in the, you know, for whatever reason, have had to leave a role or been made redundant or whatever it will be. And these people who don't know the market they don't understand and they might not have had an interview in 20 years um, they may not have or might have stepped away and have lost all their confidence and helping those people back into work and helping those people kind of go look go in and just give this a shot and get your confidence back up and then suddenly seeing them absolutely flourish um has been has been amazing um but also it's it's that advice and guidance i can speak to businesses about because i'm on this side of the fence so being able to speak to businesses like social housing providers who want to be more commercially aware, but who necessarily don't spend 24-7 doing recruitment and seeing the world because, of course, they're not going to. Um, and instead, kind of saying, look, actually, if you're looking to grow, just bring some people in on a, on a temporary contract. What I'll do is I'll sort something out for you so that if you are then looking at taking them permanently at some point, look, we'll waive the fees. I'll, I'll cover that side of things off. That isn't what I'm about at the moment. What I want to do is be able to help you get people in the door when you need them and then bring them back when you need them and give people the opportunity um, and help people who are obviously struggling for work to get those opportunities. So I've worked with some amazing people looking to secure employment um, and I've worked with some incredible businesses who just haven't been able to find the right fit. And those days when, when you can match those, match those people up, um, I mean, the tagline of Baxter Williams is connecting exceptional people. And it's, it rings true because it's not just about connecting and filling those roles in recruitment. It's also about saying to a business, like I'm doing with the roundtables, this is what they're doing. Go and speak to them and see whether or not you can collaborate on something. Because if I can help that, I'm helping the sector. And that's, that's what it's all about.
I mean, it, it, the inspiration part is, is really interesting because what I'm inspired by people who, when I'm speaking to them, turn around to me and say, you know what, we acted quickly and we, and we went for it. Um, some, I've got some really good clients I've worked with over the last few years and one in particular sticks out who was somebody who, he went into a small, a small-ish housing association, um, has a few thousand stock, but was a very young um, head of housing and was somebody who went in and wanted to really drive things forward. Um, and those are the people that inspire me when I, when I look at the housing sector. It's those who've come into a business um, and I'm seeing it more and more and it's brilliant. There's uh, a client of mine um, who I've worked with for years based over in Northamptonshire. Um, like I said, there's one in, there's one in South Birmingham and, and there's a few others that, that obviously come to mind, but they, they've always been customer focused people. They've always been people who will go, actually, what can we do? But they're also very commercially aware. So I recruited for one of them, a former tenant arrears officer, and it took him a long time to get their role through the door. But when he did, that person added value, um, both financially and in terms of for the wider business and they were able to, to bring more revenue in um, but while doing things in the right way and still delivering a really good support service to the business and it's those people that I, I'd love to speak to more in housing as I say a client I had an amazing conversation with it with a client yesterday um, who's actually based over in Norfolk and I've, I've mentioned her a couple of times in the in the podcast so far and the way that they because of just the way her mind works and saying very early on actually you know what things are locking down and we're seeing what's happening in Italy. We need to get a plan in place now. And because of that, they were able to get staff back into their offices in July. That's been amazing for the mental health and well-being for their staff. And yes, they're on a rotation basis. It isn't everybody back in. What it gives is those people who are struggling to work from home or just prefer to work in an office a couple of days a week just to go actually brilliant. I'm back in a space and I can liaise with colleagues and I can have that social element again. We're social creatures social housing more than more than most because it is all about the people and anybody who's driving that forward at the moment um and who's who's really pressing to to get those things moving forward those are the people that i'm inspired by um back when i was doing more of the cih conferences and i had hoped to go literally in person this year and obviously that wasn't that wasn't feasible um but there were a number of talks and conversations I met through the you know that I went to over the few years that I did did attend um, and some people were very very good at the policies and the practices and that kind of thing and saying where well, housing needed to go but there were those who just stood up and you just were inspired by the fact that they were very don't go wrong still that got that commercial element but were just so passionate about what the sector could be and what it needed to move on from being um, and, and those, those people, I mean, you've mentioned digital inclusion yourself. It's a massive part of what needs to happen. But in order to do that, there needs to be the support framework in place um, from, from central government in order to give people who are in social housing the ability to get, to get onto these platforms and onto these services. It's, it's brilliant being able to communicate with everybody. If those people who are in the space can't afford a phone, can't, don't have internet at home, don't have these kind of things that a lot of people just take for granted, it's no good. Um, so there's people pioneering to, to get uh, more support out there to those who are unable to do anything about it themselves. They're absolutely wonderful people. Absolutely.
We absolutely do. <laughs> I remember speaking to a client a while ago and it was amazing. It was based over, um, it, this was actually when I was working over in Solihull and the, uh, the Alno there were doing a big project in terms of getting local people into the libraries to make sure that they could log on to Universal Credit and work out how to work it and that kind of stuff, which was absolutely amazing and a brilliant piece because a lot of people needed training on, on how this sector worked. But I guess my concern now is that those who are falling into the Universal Credit or who are going to be relying on it um, and can't go to a library so easily and can't do these things because of the world we're in, is how those people are going to be supported. So um, I know that's one of, the, one of the challenges that are being faced by housing associations everywhere and um, the, the, the speed with which It really is. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Not a problem at all. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> no problem at all. Cheers, Marie. Take care.